Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Juco Take Podcast. Uh, Carter here tonight, starting us off. Alan Michael's a little under the weather, so I will be filling in tonight. Josh will be working as the host, but I will be handling the intros. So, as you hear, I'm here at the podcast. We're here tonight in Coleman. Uh, to my left here, we have Mr. Holden Atchison, the defensive end. Number 90, straight out of Coleman High School. And uh, Mr. Holden, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you, Carter? I'm doing wonderful. Feeling good. Feeling great. We, we got a great episode yes, lined do. up tonight. But how could we forget? We haven't forgotten. But it is the pride of Rogersville, Alabama, the master of terrible impressions, and the king of the air fryer. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome producer, Mr. Joshua Derricott. How's it going, everybody? How are we doing tonight? Josh, how are you, my man? I'm doing pretty good. I am doing pretty good. I'm ready to go. Perfect. We got, we got some good things going on the podcast. We got a little guest tonight. Oh, yeah. So, so a, little, a little overview of what we got. We've got a guest coming on the podcast tonight who we will get to in just a second. Um, bad man of the week, dang bro of the week, and you know what? We're going to make you wait till the end. We've got a new segment, and I promise you, you're not going to want to miss it. Yeah, it, it's... It's so, going to be a lot of fun. It is so definitely going to be fun tonight. With that, are we ready to roll? I think we are ready to roll. Alrighty. So we'll go straight into who we're going to talk to tonight on the show. Um, it is a man that, for the three of us here, is very, very important to us. And um, I think it's about time for us to introduce him. Steven, are you there? I'm here. So... Stephen, it's great to have you on the podcast tonight. For those of you that don't know, Stephen DeBoer, who we have on the podcast, is a uh, golf teaching professional, PGA certified, of course. Um, Stephen works out of Cross Creek Golf Club and Gunners Landing Golf Club up in Gunnersville, Alabama, in Coleman, Alabama. Stephen is the 2017 and 2018 Alabama Chapter Teacher of the Year, the 2019 Alabama Northwest Florida Section, that's a PGA section, Teacher of the Year, and 2020-2021 Golf Digest Best Young Teachers. He is on the list. So <laughs> The list. The list. And Stephen teaches the three of us. And, um, I mean, Stephen's my guy. That's, that's about the best compliment I can give. So, Stephen, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I appreciate you all having me on. No problem, no problem. We've been, since the genesis of this podcast, man, we have been waiting to get you on. I'm glad we could finally squeeze ourselves into your busy schedule to get it uh, done. Yeah, absolutely. Lock me down. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you had a busy day of teaching today, I understand? Yep. Uh, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. straight through. Pretty okay. pretty, pretty normal day in my life. Standard day for Steven. <laughs> oh. Grinder. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. 24-7. So obviously Steven has racked up some accolades here. Teaching me has to be the, the number one. Yeah, but the, the highlight of the career. That yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe the downfall. <laughs> <laughs> I got Carter and I. I have arrived. That's it. I don't know where to go. Yeah. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate you always pumping me yeah. up. No problem. But so let's just get let's get straight into it here. Um, kind of because I know we have a lot of people that listen to this podcast that play golf. Um. A lot of 
younger golfers, college golfers, uh, even some even some older golfers. So we go wide age range here. But sure. <clears throat> a lot of us want to know kind of what your average day as a golf instructor looks like, how you interact with people, how many people do you interact with. Just kind of give us give us a little overview of what your day is like. Yeah, sure. So uh, when I'm in Coleman, I start at 8 in the morning, and when I'm in Gunnersville, I start at 9. And, uh, you know, average day I'm doing, I'm for sure doing eight hours uh, of private instruction. So I'm seeing, you know, 8 to 10 to 11 different people typically every day. Um, you know, like today's a, a full day through where I did 11, but, you know, 8 to 11 on a normal basis. And uh, I can go from a guy like, you know, Carter to a seven-year-old on the next session. So you know, yeah. it's, a, it's an interesting day. I don't always know what's getting thrown at me and uh, keeps me on my toes. That's got to be so fun, though. That's got to be, I mean, that's got to be the best part of your job is who you get to interact with on a daily basis. I mean, 70-year-olds to seven-year-olds and everywhere Absolute, in between. Absolutely. So. Yeah, elementary kid to an engineer, right, to be absolutely. able to just flip gears to – to talk in dynamic lofts and, and spin lofts to, you know, hopefully we get the ball in the air off, off the ground with a little kid, you know. Uh, so it, it's, it's fun. It's a challenge in its own right, you know. It's something that right. I didn't really expect or, or foresee, you know, when I was going into that business. I think you always think that you're just going to teach tour pros all day long, and, and that's the farthest thing that from happens, you know. Yep. You, got, you got guys like Gideon, right? <laughs> Gideon's the man, yeah. But hyperactive, you know. Yep. Oh uh, yeah. And, and and having to learn how to to get them to focus, you know, and to, and and to, and to chill out. And then, like I said, you know, the next hour you could turn around to someone someone who's ser- super serious and keeping all their stats and wanting to know numbers. And uh, so it's you know it can be a a mental grind uh, as opposed to a physical grind. You know, people from the outside looking in think I just stand and, and watch people hit hit balls or I play golf all day. Um, but it, it's really more of a mental stress mm-hmm. than it is a physical stress, really. Yeah, absolutely. And for those that, that are listening that don't know, Gideon is Holden's younger brother. Was he, eight? he is eight. He is eight. 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 Man, he's and a fun. absolute champion. He's <laughs> fun, dude. But, yeah. Holden, you got some questions? Yes, yes. So my question is, do, do you have any advice for, you know, like younger golfers maybe in high school or in – even in college that want to be a teacher one day like yourself yeah absolutely um i love when when people come and, and ask me questions like that and and want to know more about what i do like i always always have an open door in the sense of anyone coming to watch so advice for them would be to go watch great teachers um and be around their lessons and, and soak in what they're doing um just to learn how they interact and communicate with people uh you know, we all have the same information handed to us on social media and YouTube. Uh, you know, so everybody has access to TrackMan numbers and things to learn that way. But I, I think, you know, what differentiates, you know, decent teacher from a great teacher would be the way that they communicate information. And that's something that, that can be learned, um, you know, just by observing. So I would observe that. Um, you know, any of the PJ golf management schools, you know, I went to Mississippi state, um, you know, that, that would be Boo. something to look into. Boo, lame, right. Hell state. Um, but, uh, kind of throwing that shameless plug. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I, I would go watch what in any field and anything that you want to do, like just go observe the people that are doing the best at it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the best way to learn is just to, you know, be there. I mean, that that's one thing that I feel like you do so good as far as how you, not just away from golf, like you make it fun for like, kind of like what was what Carter was saying earlier for a 70 year old. And then a guy like Gideon, you make it, you can make it fun for, you know, whatever age. And that's a skill that's just like very rare. I feel like out there. So, I mean, I just know like, you know, I started golf kind of late and it was kind of like boring to me all my life. And then I, I can say this, I wouldn't be here at Wallace if I never met you because you've helped me just, you know, you know, get into the game and just realize I enjoy it. And it's just, that's the, that's like one of the most important things, just, you know, helping kids realize that it can be fun. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I mean, I think the, the three of us here, like it goes without saying with how much Steven has helped us in our golf game, but I kind of have, I have another question, Stephen. You know, sure. Because you have a you have an awesome family, nice, super nice wife, two great kids that are so much fun. Um, how do you balance like? Because I mean, you're working nine to eight, and you also have the family. Like how how does that how does that like how much does that weigh into decisions you make about how you teach, about how much you teach, and stuff like that? And just also, I'm kind of interested in how the family's doing. Yeah, well, family's great, by the way. Uh, Logan just Logan turned three, three, didn't he? Just turned three. Yeah. My oh, man. That's crazy, right? Callie turns one at the end of the month. Oh, I know. She's a she's a little terror. She's running around everywhere. She's, she's Is she awesome, up? But, Is she uh, up and walking? Yeah, she's up and walking. Yeah, no she's way. into everything. She, yeah, dude, yeah. She's, she's a mover. So, you know, we are uh, man-to-man defense and uh, – <laughs> So no, no downtime there, but yeah, no, to be quite honest, I'm not very good at it. Um, and it's something that I struggle with and, and need to work on. So, you know, when we didn't have kids, um, I wanted to teach, teach, teach. I have a hard time saying no, um, to people, but, um, I, I hired Bo, uh, to teach with me. So that's yeah. been fantastic. He's been a huge, uh, relief, but, uh, you know, <clears throat> When I go home, I kind of try to unplug. I don't do a great job of that either, but um, I, you know, I try to be there for the kids as much as I can. And and Sunday and Monday, my two days off, you know, I don't do anything. So people right. people want to play golf with me, but uh, I end up spending it with the family, which is, you know, that matters to me. So at some point in time, I don't want to teach 11 hours on a Saturday. I don't want to be out till 9 p.m. when they're playing baseball games and things like that. Right. Um, so. Yeah, it's a phenomenal question, and I'm not very good at it, so I don't have an awesome answer for you. Uh, right now, I'm a bit of a workaholic and, and just teaching like crazy. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I understand that for sure, and I feel like I feel like a, a ton of people at the beginning of their career, especially when they've found success in the in the field where they are, like you have, just become workaholics. But yeah. I think the good thing is, is you know, at least you've you've gotten that success early so now you i mean you can take more time later in your career to enjoy those the, the, the those other things in life so I, yeah sure i mean i guess that's the that that's the bright side of it 
but yeah and, and, and not many people know either you know when i first started teaching um on not on my own but but out of school you know i didn't make a whole lot um i didn't teach a whole lot and i actually worked at PetSmart on the night shift uh to kind of make ends meet no way while i was still trying to grind yeah so not many people know that people more people will know that now uh so it's not something that i really talk about much but I think I always have in the back of my head, I've I've got the awards, I've got the pieces of paper, I'm busy, but I always have that little bit of fear of like, like I don't want to go back to that. You know what I mean? Not like I grew up in some terrible situation or anything, but um, you know, my life has been great, but it was a, it was a grind and a struggle, you know, and, and, and now we're here. um, And so I still have a little bit of that in me where where i'm still slamming the, the schedule full right you know what I mean? for sure yeah, yeah. that's crazy because like i mean heck me and you have worked for me and you have worked together side by side i mean you've been like like you've been like my my right hand guy when it comes to golf for two years and like i didn't know that but like that's i mean that just that that, that shows what you have to do sometimes i mean like that's a perfect example yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a dream of mine. It's, it's what I wanted to do, and right. I knew I could do it. Um, and and there's there's sacrifices to be made, and yeah, and I was going to do whatever it took to to get where I wanted to go. You know, absolutely. I got another question. Kind of going back yeah. to uh, the the PGM program. What what was it like going through the uh, the Mississippi State PGM uh, program? Yeah. Like, like, did you? Yeah. Was it a lot of playing? Was it more? you know, learning. I don't know. I just don't know much about it. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Sure. Sure. So, so a little bit of both, right? So you have to be a, uh, I can't remember if it's an eight or a six handicap, um, to be able to be accepted. Uh, you have to pass the PAT and all that to finish. Um, but there, there were competitive events, um, through the semesters. Um, and we had a points list and there's the Jones cup and the heritage cup. Um, so teams to, to be able to qualify for and make uh, that not everybody can play in uh, and they play against other PGM schools. Um, but a lot of it, you know, so I, I got a business uh, degree in marketing. Uh, that was my four year, you know, bachelor degree uh, with concentration in PGA golf management. So you go through school, just like a normal uh, degree. And, and then you have uh, PGM classes on the, on the side of that uh, tacked on. So a lot of it was, in my opinion, like business based, um, in the sense of like a little more geared towards a head golf professional or a GM. Uh, and I really wanted to teach, um, not that we didn't do any teaching, but, um, you're required to do work experience, uh, through the program as well. I think it's 16 months, I did 16 months. I think you have to do 16 months. Is that where you do y'all's internships Uh, at? Go ahead. Is that where you, is, is, uh, is that the internship program that y'all have to do? Yes, correct. Where'd you yeah. do yours at? So I, I went for my first three months. Um, your your initial one is a three month if you're a true freshman. Uh, I went to TPC at Southwind. Oh, Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So super cool. Um, kind of a glorified car kid in a sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's your first one. And a three monther, you don't get to do, you know, a whole lot. But I was there when the St. Saint, Saint Jude was there. So I got to see all the guys. Uh, and that was pretty neat. And then I did my next two eight or nine monthers um, at uh, the Jim McLean Golf Schools in Texas, yeah. Fort Worth, and then I went to Jim McLean Golf Schools in Miami. Oh, sick! 
Yeah, because like I know I work at I work at Shoal Creek Golf Club in Birmingham, and we have a sure. we have a Mississippi State intern come through once a semester. So we've always got one uh, working with us out there. So I'm I'm always fascinated to hear about where 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 you do your internships at because I mean like like uh your assistant Bo that works with you. I mean he yep. he, he got to do one at Baltrusraw. So like. Like, yeah. I mean, man, it's a wide range. Quaker Ridge. Oh, yeah, just sick places up there. Yeah. It's a wide range yeah. of places where you can end up. But, like, I feel like that has to be such a cool experience as a college kid. And, like, I mean, that's – I don't know. I, I think that would be the yeah. best part of it. It is. And you can pretty much go wherever you want as long as there's a PGA of America professional there. Um, you have to interview for the spots. You have to be chosen. It's a job, you know. So you go right. through all the interview process. Um, so if you want to go high end private golf club, that's where Bo went. And then, you know, it's funny. He actually called me one day. He had to clean some, some uh, crackers out of a, a member's bag. And <laughs> he called me and said, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do private golf anymore. Uh, I'm oh, tired dude. of yeah. cleaning crackers. So you know all about that at Shoal, but, uh, yeah, um, yes, 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 yes. So that's when he kind of latched on to his, I definitely want to teach, uh, attitude. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the difference between the public and private scene is is in, insane, but <laughs> it, it really is, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's and it's good and bad. Like there's pros and cons. People love that, right? It wasn't for me. It's oh not yeah, my thing. absolutely. What kind of exciting things we got going on in the academy right now? What what are we looking at in the Stephen DeBoer Golf Academy? What's on uh, the horizon? Coming up, new things coming up. I'm I'm working with a well, not working with, but I'm I'm working on getting some statistics stuff. Uh, going so I'd like to have everybody kind of in one little uh, home base where I can look at all their statistics so there's a company that I'm looking at to kind of get that going I've always wanted that to happen but you know some guys keep it on a notebook some guys keep it in 1830s you know it's just kind of all over the place but uh wanted to get that rolling we're about to fire up some PGA Junior League I was gonna ask you about the PGA Junior League dude summertime coming up yeah, so we had the we had the most regist- registrations this past year uh, in our section, which was, yeah. which was pretty cool. That was kind of news to me. Bo, Bo had actually texted me and he's like, "Hey, congrats on the Game Changer Award," and I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> uh, so that was pretty neat. We had 70, 74, I think. Uh, Dang, we need to add that. We need to add that in your list of accolades. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, it's really really cool, man. That's grown like crazy. Uh, I think I started that in 2017. Yeah, I had my first team. Um, you know, we had we struggled to get eight kids to have one team, and now we've got 74. Dude, now it's like everybody in Coleman and Gunnersville, like they're flocking to, they're flocking to Cross Creek, they're flocking to Gunners Landing to, to get in because like word's gotten out, and, and I mean, Junior League is so sick, like. Like with, with 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 what they do, they give you a number to put on your jersey. Like like you get to be on a team. I missed PGA Junior League by one year when I was a kid. Oh no! Yeah, I, I didn't start golf till fifteen. So. I mean, <laughs> you. Yeah, same. yeah, no, it's really cool. It's a tee ball for golf, basically. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? Super low pressure, friendly, fun environment, beginner based. Uh, yeah. Super awesome. Yeah, I. I mean, I've done I've done work with with, with junior camps at, at the club where I work at, and like working with kids to me, like it's just it's so fun. Like, and and I, I know that 
I mean, this is how you have to feel every day. Like, it's so rewarding, like, when you're, like, like when you're teaching them or, like, you're telling them to do something and they finally put it together and hit, like, that one good shot. Like, that, that feeling of, like, accomplishment that, like, I mean, like, you see the joy on their face. It just, I mean, nothing beats it. Yeah. yeah, that's it, right? I mean, the joy on their on their face, right? I mean, just the coolest thing in the world when they finally connect with something and oh, they have yeah. a good hole or they make a birdie, right? I mean, yeah, for yeah, sure. It's hard, to, it's hard to beat. Steve, I got one question for you. So, yeah. Man, Josh, you've been quiet today, yeah, dude. Yeah, I've been, I've been listening. He's soaking it in. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, give me a little testimonial. When did you feel like this is what you wanted to do with your life when you were our age or whatnot good or question what, yeah. what brought you into this teaching world yeah, yeah that's a good one what made great, you decide question um so i started playing golf when i was a freshman i got i had a i was playing football in the summer um i think i was playing football in the summer anyways i had a buddy of mine that was just egging me to play golf i didn't really care for football um so i was like sure i'll try to play golf um, that was my freshman year, and I uh, went and got a set of clubs, and I started taking lessons when I was a junior in high school uh, from a man named Ron Cox. He's in Nashville now, a uh, phenomenal, phenomenal person, really my initial mentor, still is, we still talk today. Um, I left that first lesson, my mom will tell you too, if you ever get to talk to her, that, that on the ride home, I told her, I said, if I could make a living doing that, that's what I want to do. Um, which, which, wow. which sounds like this little, you know, fairy tale story, but it's, it's the truth. Um, and I've just kind of been dead set on that. Right. Um, I, I've liked golf playing the game, but I never had, you know, the drive to play at a high level necessarily, but I've always been a, a mechanic in, in a sense, like I've always loved cars and hot rods. And I think that's what drew me to the golf swing. I, I liked golf and I like to know you know hey my ball's doing this why is it doing that and how do I fix it you know um so I just kind of got into this rabbit hole of of the golf swing um and, and Ron was just the coolest dude ever you know I mean he just every time I went to him I knew I was going to be flushing it it was just like he was just the golf Jesus to me and, and, that's how we and feel awesome. with you Steven <laughs> well I appreciate that so he's just you know just a phenomenal person and a great instructor and, and he's really he's really who set me on my direction because I, I, I asked him I called him when I was looking for internships and asked him what what he thought I should do and he said if I could get into anything with the McLean schools that that uh, I should and so that's what I did <laughs> nice nice that was that was interesting I just I was curious about that yeah I mean I was thinking about that during the conversation when we talked about earlier I know you speak so highly of, of the the Jim McLean school and Jim McLean, and that's where you got all, I mean, that's where you say that you, I mean, he's your mentor in that sense is, what does he mean to you? Like, in, yeah. if, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I owe a lot of what, what I do to him. Uh, and also Mike Beery, you know, Mike's kind of blown up on Instagram. Uh, but Mike, I went to work for Mike right out of school uh, and, and super awesome dude taught me a lot of, you know, more so, you know, great instructor, but more so the business side of things and kind of held, held, you know, held my hand in a sense on that. Um, so I structured a lot of my business around what, what Mike did, um, to 
but Jim, Jim was, was fantastic as, at, at teaching teachers. You know, we had, we had Monday meetings that we had to be at at seven in the morning and you did have to get up and give presentations in front of everybody, chipping presentations, driving presentations, you know, whatever it might be, you might have, a, you might have a debate. Be, hey, hey, Carter, you're going to take indoor teaching, Holden, you're going to take outdoor teaching and you debate on, on why, which one's better than the other. Oh um, my yeah. gosh. You know, yeah. So it's just like, Dude, that's uh, how you learn. Uh, yeah, really good on the spot stuff. So, you know, the whole, I met a, I met a ton of incredible teachers there, um, through both of those systems. And, and, uh, I mean, they, they, they shaped my career really. So I owe a lot to them. For sure. Uh, I understand that you have given a lesson to somebody who's quite famous in your day. Uh, you yeah. want to, you want to share that story a little bit? And I mean, yeah, that sure. has to be one of the coolest moments of, of just golf. Like that has to be one of the coolest golf moments just of your life, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was Will Smith, um, uh, is the guy, the guy. <laughs> totally by, totally by chance. Um, yeah, the fresh, fresh prince. So I was in, I was at Miami and I was in Jim's Bay uh, I was getting something for an instructor. So I'm in college. I'm an intern, but I am a certified <laughs> Jim McLean instructor at that point in time. I went through that at, uh, in Texas. Um, so I'm in Jim's Bay. Will pokes his head in and he's like, uh, Hey, uh, can, uh, can we hit balls in here? And it's him, his bodyguard and his agent. And I'm standing there going, uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, have fun saying no. <laughs> Yeah, not gonna shut down Will Smith. Um, so they come in and they're they're hitting balls. I'm just running track man for them, just not really saying anything. Um, and and Will goes, "You think you could like help us out?" Like, yeah, sure, absolutely. So talk about getting so put on the spot. <laughs> yeah. So I end up giving all three of them his, his bodyguard, his agent, and Will all all a lesson. Uh, and they were teeing off. I can't remember something like six in the morning the next day at, at Durrell on the blue monster. Um, and, uh, and he goes, hey, do you think you'd come in and, and help us before we tee off? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So we're there for something in the morning, uh, giving him a lesson and his, you know, his bodyguard, his agents with him. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, that's that, that's that picture hanging on the wall, uh, yeah, in there. Yeah, and he yeah. sent me a autograph thing. It was, it was pretty neat. That's awesome. It's pretty neat. Good, good athlete. Awesome dude. Hey, I like that's that's like the other end of the spectrum we talk about. Of like, man, you never know who you're going to interact with in a day. Yeah. Like, like that's the that's the dream scenario right there. But um, so we we appreciate the time that you've given us. Uh, sure. We we appreciate you being on. Where can uh, two final questions? Yeah. One. Leave. Can you leave the the, the average golfer, what is the best way, what is one thing, if you give them a tip to improve their game, what would it be? Oh, man, strike quality. You know, one of my favorites is that the line on the ground, spray paint a line on the ground, try to hit the turf at or in front of that line towards the target. Okay. Uh, if, you can, if you can connect with the turf in the right location, you're, you're in, in for a good start. Perfect, perfect. Now, finally, wrapping it up, where can somebody find you, you know, if they're interested in 
in getting a lesson with you if they're interested in learning a little bit more about the academy what can what can we what are we looking at on that end sure uh, at DeBoer PGA on my Instagram is probably my biggest social media Facebook kicked me off I'm not really too sure why uh, but uh, Instagram is my main deal uh, Stephen um is the website and then uh, you can find all my contact information on there so Perfect, yeah, and we're going to put out a post tagging you and everything after we get done with this, so everyone should be able to find him there. But, dude, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you getting real with us. Appreciate you answering yeah. our questions. That was a uh, that was a, uh, a great time that we had together. So, um, you know, we're going to have to get you in studio one of these days since, yes. you know, I mean, we live so close to each other. But uh, we'll have to catch you. <laughs> We'll have to uh, fit ourselves into your extremely busy schedule, though, as we talked about, but we'll for sure. All right. Well, I really appreciate Steven. All righty, steve We'll see you, buddy. See ya. See you, Steven. Appreciate it. See you guys. All right. So that was Steven DeBoer, our golf instructor. Yeah, it was pretty good, wasn't it? Man, that was awesome. <clears throat> Man, we got a little real there for a minute. How about that? Yeah, we did. I liked it. That was awesome. That was great. It. So, um, with that, good interview. Great Don't interview. Like it? Okay. So, we've got our routine stuff to do. Oh, talk to us, Josh. Talk to us. What so, What we got? Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, Lord. We've got Mad Man of the Week. Oh, yeah. What are we talking about today? We've got Carter's Mad Man of the Week. We've got my Mad Man of the Week, and we've got Holden. We'll go ahead and start it with Carter. Are you going to get your Mad Man of the Week? Dude, I'm just soaking in the music right now. Okay. Give me your Mad Man. All right. Sick. Okay, I'm in the mood now. All right. My Mad Man of the Week, Mr. Stephen Curry, the three god. Wins the three-point contest. Had a stupid good showing in the All-Star game. Him and Dame throwing up three-pointers from half court. It was sick to watch. He was on the winning team, winning team LeBron. So, Madman of the Week, Stephen Curry. At this point, when Steph's in the three-point contest, like, it's it's not even a competition. And, I mean, yeah. he's been – the talk this week is, like, he's been officially dubbed, like, greatest shooter to ever to ever play. So, Madman of the Week, Steph Curry, my guy. Love All right. him. All right. My Madman of the Week, Mr. Dak Prescott. Hail State. We just talked to Steven. Guarantee, what was it, 124? 160. He's yeah. got 126 million games. Guaranteed. Pulled it up. 160 million is the contract, and he's got 66 million. Okay, time out. If you're, if you're Dak right here, and you know that you can walk out tomorrow with $126 million, oh, yeah. what are you doing? In my opinion, I'm gone. No, why? Bro, why would bro. you get hit by Jadavion Clowney play, when bro, you don't have to? Bro, well, and you got to deal with uh, the fans. Yeah. You got to live up to that contract. Yeah. You got to. I mean, you got to play what's worth. I mean, so for sure. So hold him. Who's your madman? Uh, madman of the week is you know Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, I just love that picture of him with the shot tracer on there and he's waiting oh. for it to go. Hey, look, look. I'm not a huge Bryson fan. I'm but not a Bryson what fan. he did was was pretty impressive. And it was okay. just it was just sick. It was impressive, world. bro, but the thing that 
the thing that frustrates me about the golf world is Rory McIlroy literally hit it nine yards shorter than him, and no one said a word about yeah. it. Yeah. So, with that, we're going to go ahead and get it started with... Dang, bro, the way. Oh, when the music starts, my voice changes. Dang, bro. Oh, my. Carter, uh, actually, dang, bro, uh, Holden, who's your dang, bro? Holden, dang, bro, the week, going back to Dak, sure, he got a lot of money, but the Cowboys, come on, they never should have paid him that money. Bro, that's a lot of money. Hey, 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 time out. The Cowboys won't win a championship when Jerry Jones owns him. They no, dude, hot take, hot take, bro. Hot take on the Juco take, dang, bro. Carter, who's your dang bro? My dang bro of the week, Kevin Durant. And Kevin team Durant. Kevin Durant. Team KD. Team KD got scuffed in the All-Star bro. game. And KD dang wouldn't even bro. play himself out there. Come on. All right, Joshy, who is your dang bro of the week? My dang bro is children's books. Children's books. Dang, bro. bro. Nobody can handle children's what books. What about children's books? Uh, nobody can handle them. We're too dang, soft. Dang, dang bro. bro. Dang, children's bro. Books. All right, we're back. Okay. Yeah. Dude, my we're voice back. is back. So, Dude, it's crazy. Like, like when that music comes on, voice changes. Yeah. It's like it's something inside. Yeah. Just... God, yeah. Dang, bro. Oh, dang, no. bro. Stop. Okay. Yeah. Sick. So with that, we mentioned at the start of the show that we've got, we're gonna we're gonna do a new little fun segment. We're probably not gonna do this every week. Maybe, maybe we might. I mean, Heck, we don't let know. us know, dude. Let's hear your yeah, feedback. I mean, if you really love it. Wait, 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 wait. We gotta plug the socials real quick. Let's man. plug the socials. Yeah, dude. At the JUCO, take Twitter and Instagram. Like and subscribe. Come on. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Hey, share us on that little story thing you got up there. Follow us. Blue plus sign. Go ahead and put the JUCO take. Follow us, Shora, share us. Story. I mean, we are a small shop. We're trying to get big. Yeah, we're trying to get we're big. We're trying to get hey. big. Help us out. So, yeah, help us out. So At the Juco Take. Instagram, Twitter. Come so, on now. Yes. Help Instagram, your boys out. Twitter. Like and subscribe. Follow. Tweet it. Whatever you do. Retweet. So, with that, we mentioned this at the first of the show. We got a new little thing we're going to try. What is it? Please tell me. It's called Name That Tune. Whoa. So... The way this works is I'm going to play, I've got a playlist pulled up here, and we're going to do the, the 2010s, whatever we got, what do we call that? Our decade. Our decade, 2010 to 2020. And the we're 2010s. Gonna do 2010s. We're going to do, um, what are we, 2010s and the 80s? Classic, classic rock. rock. Okay. It's just easier because in the 70s, okay. 80s. All righty, so we'll start it. Wait, so what are we playing to? Best of three. But we'll do. So it's first one to two then. Okay. Word. Okay. We'll just, Josh, you can just guide us. Yeah, I'll guide you. So keep us. Keep the score, Josh. Josh yeah. is the judge. So we're going to start it with 2010s. Oh, Are come we on, ready? Man. Are y'all ready? Yes. Hey, this might get heated. Wow. Love yourself. Come on. Justin Bieber. Come on. Carter. 1 0 Carter. Okay. All right. Hot start. Not doing that. Bad guy. I got uh, one, one, the hills, one, one, hills, one, hills, one. Hills, hills. Whoa, 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 no, whoa! Give me a freaking time uh, out there, bro. You were talking when the song came the, on. I heard the song though. You should have heard it too. I heard it. Okay, bro, this well, is we'll, whack. we'll watch that. We'll watch this that. is whack. 
Fine. We'll I'm, wash it. I'm fixing to walk All out right, of the podcast. Zero, zero, starting now. Hello. Yep. One O. Whack. Senorita. Senorita. Uh, Ty. Two O. Okay. I, I, th- I thought I got it. Hey, don't you. Th- uh-uh. <laughs> Carter is walking out of the podcast. Walking. He said, this is whack. He said, this is whack. More so, like you got waxed. So with that, No, I need a new freaking judge, bro. This judge is whack. Are we ready to do the... Let me find the class. I guess. I mean, just go ahead and give Holden the thing since since you just like him better. I mean, Jesus. I was just I was just listening to it. Oh, whatever. So are we ready for the uh, rock classics? Yes. Yes, man. Okay. Born, Born in the USA. USA. That is Carter. Boom, baby. Let's just listen to that for a second. Oh, it's a good one. Born in the USA. Born. Okay. I don't know that y'all are gonna know this, are you? White snake. Here I go again. Yep. Two o. Boom, baby. That's a dub. That's so a dub. So it's tied. So I'm gonna do. Bro, the this judge breaker. is great. I'm gonna do the tiebreaker. This judge is great. We're gonna go back to decades, and we're gonna do this with. Uh, 2000s. Oh, GG's holding. Dang it. So, GG's holding. Party in the USA. 1 0. Holding. Whack, bro. Hips don't lie? Yep, 1 1. Just dance. Just dance. Just dance. Holding wins. I'm out. So, drop the mic. Get out of here. I'm the champion. Come on, bro. You know what? Dang bro of the week, Carter. Come <laughs> on, bro. Wait, I got my random Yeah, thought. so Holden, Carter, it was, it was, this was fun tonight. Yeah, we so, had a good little time. Missed out. With that, Holden, give us your quick random fact. My random fact of the week. Sea urchins can live to be over 200 years old. You wow. heard me right. Over 200 years old. Dang, bro. That's wild. So, with that, I think we're ready to go out again. Like, follow the uh, at the Gico take on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And Help with us that, out, guys. I think we're about ready to go. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We did. So it was go fun. Out there, share it. Let us know how what you think. Hop in the DMs. I'll be there answering them. Yes, sir. Peace out, boys.